going on, everyone? Episode 79 of Luck of Talk Live. Coming to you on a Wednesday, kind of a merger of the Monday and Thursday show, at least for this week. We'll see. We'll see how it goes going forward. You know, you know, maybe we might move to this. Maybe we might go back to the Monday, Thursday. I'm not too sure yet. We'll see how that goes. But before we get into all that, got to see how Shayna is doing, my guest host for today. Uh, as you can see behind me, I am slowly packing up. You can't really see it too much, but you notice uh, some stuff is gone, packing up. Moving into a new house, me and my wife, um, next week. So that's exciting and hectic all at the same time, You know, especially during Texas high school football season, but can't really control when the closing date is, especially on a new house. But that being said, Shayna, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, just going over my to-do list, checking all the things off. Uh, I've been getting ahead of work this week, which isn't my usual. So it's been feeling really great to be tackling all my to-do list items. I'm looking forward to great media days across the Dallas-Fort uh, Worth area. We have some fun times coming up with um, the Covenant School, as well as Dallas Christian and Parish and all of our clients here. We've only scheduled two so far. so. Looking forward to scheduling those and putting out all the content across our social media. So be sure you're watching out for that. But other than that, I'm doing really great. Ready to get this week rolling and talk about football. That's right. Let's talk about football. Let's let, let oh, excuse me. Let's look back and then let's look forward. So let's talk about some of these games. A lot of good games happened this past week across the state. Shana, you know, I have some games I want to talk about, but you know, if I could say Shayna, list me, you know, kind of maybe like five games from this past week that really maybe kind of stood out to you. You can do more than five if you want, but, you know, what are those kind of games that really stood out to you this week, and why did they stand out to you? What really, you know, happened across, especially the DFW area for you this past week? So I was looking at all of this over the weekend and today, and I think what stands out obviously is the first time South Lake Carroll has seen adversity all season was in Keller. And it was it was a phenomenal game. The atmosphere was absolutely nuts to see and be around. Um, and the entire first half, we saw Keller really trying to set the tone and dominate over South Lake Carroll. Um, but South Lake Carroll made some major adjustments. Their defense came up big, and we saw the Dragons do what the Dragons do. Um, there was a big stop there in the fourth quarter to really ensure the win. Uh, a lot of time was still left. Uh, nothing was really done with that time, but it was a really, really great game. Um, one thing that I didn't mention last week, and I'm – in my opinion, it's been under the radar in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, is Frisco Emerson. They, I might have mentioned them earlier this season. They're in their first year of a varsity program, and they have been phenomenal. They have been playing some of the top teams that are around them and doing a really good job. They're undefeated, 7-0. They have no seniors on their team, but they've been putting up stats like all of them are experienced veterans. Um they they defeated Frisco Memorial last week, 40 to 30, and they're looking ahead to an undefeated Argyle. This is going to be an incredibly big game for them. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit more later. But, I mean, you got to look at Daryl Shelton. He's accounted for six touchdowns this season, four of which were passing. Shelton – oh, no, not sorry, – sorry, not this season. Um, last game. <laughs> um, Shelton threw for a 74-yard touchdown 
to Kylan Evans to take the lead with about four and a half minutes left, and it secured their victory. That was a really, really big game for Frisco Emerson, especially in their first year. Um, then we have Duncanville. Uh, I was very surprised to see how that game started to play out. Duncanville put up seven penalties in the first half, and they fell behind. It was not anything that we have seen happen under Samples' reign as head coach. Um, we did see four, three or four fourth quarter interceptions that really turned the game around for Duncanville. And Coach Samples, I think, said it best when he said they stopped playing with boneheaded decisions and they started playing like the Duncanville we're used to seeing. And then lastly, what I really have is, you know, a surprising win in overtime by Weatherford over Hurst LD Bell. They they defeated LD Bell to give LD Bell their first loss this season. Anyone in this area knows that LD Bell is a strong team and they are able to bounce back against any form of adversity. But Joseph Polk is the city hero in Weatherford this week after a nine-yard touchdown in overtime to, to secure the victory. They He led the team previously in the rest of the game uh, on a 14-point deficit coming back from that 14-point deficit and secured that overtime touchdown to get the win and ruin LB Bell's undefeated season so far. So those were some big-time games that we saw in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Of course, Jack Fishpaw is something to talk about at Capel, who he he's thrown incredibly this season. He's been nearly unstoppable. Um, last week, he threw five touchdowns on 400 yards to defeat Flyerman Marcus, which is a big defeat for Capel. Um, so those are the games and the athletes that really stood out last week in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yeah, let me run through some, some list of games here that I kind of had circled. Um, this one was a little bit shocking. It's going to be, this is more of a, this will be interesting to see if this was, you know, maybe kind of a, a fluke or is it a sign of things to come? But Brennan barely escapes with uh, with a win over over Warren. It's a very interesting score to me that I'm going to be paying attention to uh, uh, in, in the weeks coming forward, um, you know, especially with, you know, we may be covering uh, Brennan, I think, next week for our week 17. So going to be <laughs> going to be very interested to see what happens this week. Um, and, and then in – and what we we have some very interesting districts in the Austin San Antonio area, Shana. I mean, we're looking at I'm looking at right now uh, District Twelve Five A, in Division One Five A, I should say. And there is going to be some games coming up here. Here's the top. Here's where I think you know you got you got five teams. I think they're going to be battling for four playoff spots. You have Smithson Valley, who's three and zero in the district. It's Seguin. Seguin is looking good, and they are three and zero in the district. They come, they're coming out with a win over Bernie Champion. You have Wagner sitting two and one in the district. You have Hayes at two and one, and Canyon at two and one. Canyon they got um, pretty handled um, by Smithson Valley just a week ago, and then they come back and beat Hayes. That was a good comeback win by Canyon over Hayes, forty four to forty one, very close. Hayes's first loss on the year, so we're going to see how Hayes rebounds now but that district is looking very competitive it's going to be awesome to see how that one plays out geronimo navarro is starting to find their kind of rhythm they're one of those kind of slot t run the ball type teams um and as you know the uil had come out with a few few uh, a, a new rule with the chop block i believe it was 
you know, so a new rule that I think took Geronimo tomorrow uh, a little bit to get adjusted to. But now that they've kind of started getting adjusted, I feel like they're finding their rhythm, starting to, you know, get to that old kind of Geronimo Navarro way. And of course, at the right time, because now they're in district play. Uh, obviously, a big game coming up. Uh, next week against Wimberley, that will be the one to watch. Usually it is in that kind of district right there. Um, a couple of other notable scores. Steel kind of is kind of rolling. I think I think they're the team to beat in San Antonio, if you're asking me right now. They'll play San Marcos. And I think we'll really see if, you know, San Marcos is going to be able to – we'll see what kind of team San Marcos is this week, we'll, you know, uh, with, with kind of playoff implications on the line. The 16 districts only, you know, on all, very tight. They did what they needed to do last week. They beat shirts. So, you know, kind of keep themselves in the, in the driver's seat, uh, if you will, of making a playoff spot in the 16 district. And then maybe one of the, the most exciting games, uh, it happened in the private school sector this past week with Hyde park being St. Michael's 27 and 26, uh, St. Michael's led for the most of this game. Uh, let me, let me actually find this real quick. Cause he, he I gotta, I gotta give you a recap of, of the, of the four, fourth quarter, um, I had ended up watching the game. It was on Vibe Live, by the way. So let me let me find this game real quick because I I texted Merle, our broadcast director, kind of the rundown of that fourth quarter. So he, here was the fourth quarter. Uh, it was thirteen to seven, and Hyde Park had the had the ball uh, with a first and goal situation, and they throw a pick six. Um, so St. Michael's takes a twenty to seven lead. This is the fourth fourth quarter. Hyde Park, Hyde Park will, would answer with a touchdown on the next drive. But they missed the extra point. So instead of it being a six-point game, now it's a seven-point game. So they kind of take the the uh, the chance to kind of win it with a touchdown off the table. On the ensuing possession, St. Michael's quarterback, he breaks free and has an easy touchdown walk-in. But he trips over his own feet. Um, and so he, he stops. He stopped by like at the like 25-yard line because of that. Uh, and they uh, eventually had to settle for a field goal, which was blocked. So you're talking about going up potentially two scores, and now you're still down uh, only one score right there. High Park would score with, I believe, less than a minute left to go. They go to overtime. High Park gets it first. They score and win. St. My- or they score. Uh, St. Michael's would score on their possession. They go for two and do not get it. So High Park wins, and now they have a great um, – a great a game against Regents coming up. Probably the best te- private score in Austin, in my opinion. And then I'd be remiss. And, and, and Regents, by the way, they had a little bit of a struggle against uh, uh, Brownsville St. Joseph. So, um, And then I got to talk about North Shore real quick. I, I don't know if Caleb Bailey played. I, would, I, I don't think so. I don't see it anywhere. I don't think he did play. Um, but 34-27, so barely escaping with a win. Summer Creek makes a little bit of a comeback at the end, but it falls a little short. It's gonna be one in like I think I think we've talked about this all all kind of season so far, Shayna, is that you know, we feel like we feel like that um this the semifinal for D one could be Westlake North Shore. And uh, you know, North Shore finally <laughs> I guess put on paper that hey, they can potentially be beat. You know, they didn't get beat, but you know, someone played close with them for once. So you know, people are going to be circling that Summer Creek game and looking at some of these games going forward for North Shore, especially if Caleb Bailey can't go again. I don't know if he played, didn't see anything that said he did or didn't, but, um, you know, whether he did or didn't, maybe not 100%, so definitely something to watch there. Some other um, some other games in the Houston area real quick. New Caney, 
Katie's looking good, Shayna. Let me tell you, 50 to 28, and they might be, they could maybe be the second best team in, uh, in, in Houston. So uh, lots of good games happened this past week, and we got a lot of good games happening. So now that we've talked about the games that have happened, let's look ahead to this week. Lots of good games happening across the state. Uh, and, and, you know, before we do that, you know, just funny you mentioned the South Lake and, and Keller game because that's going to be our um, our our Week 17 game happening uh, tonight. So after, you know, a few hours after this episode airs, come on back and, and watch as we highlight that highlight that game. It was, it was a doozy for sure. What about the games this week, Shana? What are some of the games across the state that you're paying attention to? So I was actually going to bring up New Caney because I have a friend who was coaching for them a couple seasons ago. Um, and they have just really built something over the past couple of seasons. And, you know, not so much the game coming up this week, but I was looking ahead at the game against Cleveland um, and how that's going to be kind of a big game for them. Um, no, Cleveland isn't having like a great season, but if they can beat the team this week as well as Cleveland, that's that's an eight and no start. They are looking really strong. I think this is a something that we haven't really seen from New Caney. Uh, so I'm really excited for them. I, I was texting my friend uh, just a couple days ago, and I was like, hey, you shouldn't have left New Caney. <laughs> so I was just kind of giving him a little bit of heat. Um, then I, I'm i looking forward to um, Beville. Uh, that's my alma mater. Uh, they are going to play in a tough game against Rockport Fulton. And they're looking for a big district victory here. They got their first district victory last week against Scoresville, which was a, another big win for them. Um, they're second in the district now behind Lavernia. And if, if they can continue on this tough streak that they've had uh, off and on this season, I think we can see them make a really good um, rest of the district run. Um, then we have Franklin versus Troy. And I mean... Franklin Franklin won 3A D2 state championship last year and I'm not so much again with like New Caney I'm not so much looking at at this game against Troy I think this game is going to be um, a preparation game for next week um, against Lorena because Lorena won 3A D1 state championships last year and Franklin's on a 22 game win streak. So I think this week is all about preparing for that Lorena game and putting in the guys to, you know, practice some things that maybe they haven't been able to work on this season. Hopefully they have, but, you know, ironing out some of the kinks that they might have had. Um, Then in the Dallas Fort Worth area, I'm looking at Mansfield versus Duncanville. Um, you, we saw a rough game from Duncanville this past week. We saw them have to really battle back and do something that we haven't had to see them do um, in, in a couple of seasons. Uh, Mansfield's James Johnson has been absolutely amazing. He's had almost 1,000 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns. But Duncanville's defense is, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here, but I'm going to say they're probably the number one defense in the area. Um it's going to be a big time game for them to see how they put up a fight against Mansfield. Uh, then Argyle and Frisco Emerson. I mentioned Frisco Emerson earlier. Again, it's it's their first season in a varsity program. They are undefeated. It's incredible to watch. I think this is something that 
you know, has a lot of the same storyline that we saw Brock when they created their first varsity program. And I'd love to see Frisco Emerson go all the way. I'd let them do this and pull it off with, with no seniors on their team. Uh, they are facing Argyle, though, and Argyle is Argyle. I think even if they lose this game, um, it's going to be a big learning moment for them. And how they play in this game is going to indicate really, like, what they're made of. Um, it, it's going to be big time for them as well as Argyle because Argyle has been dealing losses to team after team this season. And I think they took their shutout loss against the Melissa last season to heart, and they don't want anybody to do that to them again. Then we have my last one that I wanted to talk about was Trophy Club Byron Nelson versus Keller. We have Keller who's looking to bounce back after that game against South Lake Carroll. They they put up the fight, they tried to set the tone, and they did everything that they could and still fell short. Um, Keller has a fire in them that I don't know if I've seen on a Keller team uh, um, in a couple of seasons. So seeing them play hard, I, I think I, I told you, I texted you Friday or Saturday, and I said Keller has it this season. They have what it takes. Um, and they're looking strong. But on the other hand, Byron Nelson has been phenomenal. They have been unstoppable this season. Jacob Wilson has – he, you know, I would I would say he's probably the best passer in the area. Um, he's thrown 23 touchdowns for nearly 2,000 yards. Um, he is just on a new level this season. And Byron Nelson is also on that same level. They're cohesive. They, they have been working together and showing true – true teamwork and seeing their highlights watching them play this season has been remarkable and i i see them putting up a really really hard fight against keller uh their offense and their defense both keller's gonna have to really step up defensively and it's gonna be an incredible game i i would say that is my top game of this upcoming week and with the injury, and and maybe you know about this more than I do. I only saw it in passing with uh, the the quarterback from uh, Southern Carroll. Is it Caden Anderson? Did I say that name right, uh, Shana? Yes. Um, I mean that can open up that district right there. I mean uh, that could really, you know, if if especially if Nelson can win that game, can maybe put them in the driver's seat to win that district. Now, of course, I don't know how that district shakes out. Who's going to D one? Who's going D two? But I mean, you know, makes things a little interesting. Speaking of speaking of interesting, um, you know, interesting districts, if you will, one that's happening this week, Katie uh, Morton Ranch and, and Katie Tompkins. There's that. Is Katie going D one? Katie going D two? Um, you know, if Morton Ranch can somehow pick up that that win, I think that's gonna. You're looking more and more likely that Katie might go D one if I have my my numbers right. Um, but that's that's gonna be interesting to play around or to pay attention to you mentioned um you know a team in their first year of uil play uh davenport and san antonio also in their first year currently undefeated in four a uh and they're looking good uh they play canyon lake there should be another good game for them if they pull off that one i think i think that's going to be a team to, to watch that might have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs uh this year and i think the two biggest games happening this week uh you have round rock taking on vandegrift I think that one's going to, I mean, that that's probably for the district right there. Uh, Vandergrift had that early loss to Dripping Springs, and they've been rolling ever since. Uh, Round Rock's had a couple of close games, but, you know, still, you know, they, they've been able to rely on their defense a little bit. 
It's going to think that's going to be a great game. But I think, you know, uh, Vandergriff, a little bit of a home field advantage. I believe they're playing at home. So, you know, give me give me Vandergriff in that one. I think, I think it, let me let me double check. I think I think that's a home game for, for Vandergriff. Uh, you'd think I would know with uh, with Merle calling that game. But, you know, uh, that is a home game. Yeah. So, you know, I think the home game gives them a little edge. I think that the one game, this is, I've been talking about this one all season. Westlake taking on Jipping Springs, undefeated teams. What is Jipping Springs made of this year? I think, you know, they have the talent, especially when you look at quarterback and Austin Novosad, of course. Um, they've looked good. Of course, they're they're probably the biggest challenge of the year. Game one against Vandergrift came out on top. What are they going to do here? I don't know if they're going to win uh, Jipping Springs, but are they can they keep this game close because they will go d2 um pretty you know pretty i think it's pretty much going to be austin westlake and lake travis in that d1 spot so they will go d2 so how are they how will they compete against austin westlake because if they can compete well who knows they they may well very well pull off the upset uh you know because you have to figure westlake's favor in this one but you know play a good game against westlake you gotta feel pretty confident going into division two six a uh, you know, heading into playoffs. So that, uh, that to me might be the game all across the state, if you're asking me, just because I think it's going to tell us a lot about both of these programs. So, uh, it, you know, definitely tune into that one um, and to check it out if you can. Shayna, I, I always ponder this question. Um, you know, if you could go to any, any of the games across the state this week, where would you go? Uh, you know, I'll let you answer this question. I think I, I'll just go ahead and say it. I think it's Westlake and Jumping Springs for me. I think that game has a lot. It's going to tell you a lot about how you know uh, both both of these programs are going to be heading into playoffs. What about you, Shana? What game you want to go to this week? You know that that Westlake Jumping Springs game is very very tempting. Um, I I remember a decade ago when Jumping Springs was you know, the team to beat in the area for the schools that played against them. Uh, so it's really exciting to see them uh, have that again this season. But I'm going to go a little bit on a smaller school scale, and I'm going to say Kaufman and Anna. This one is probably a district decider. Um, Anna has been top ranked in the Dallas area for quite some time, and they lead in passing yards. They have an excellent offense, excellent offense. But Kaufman's defense has been phenomenal this season it's it's a team that we haven't seen in Kaufman uh I don't know what what they've been building on but they have been working magic this season playing against some really tough opponents they do have a few losses um but you know they actually think they only have one loss and that might have been against Crandall um but they they have probably one of the top defenses in their district so watching this really heavy offensive team go against this really heavy defensive team, I think is going to be awesome to see. Um, Anna has a very good program. They have had a good program. Um, I say this is the team, this is the game to be at this week for me. I I would use that magic ticket and go right to a small school and see Kaufman at Anna. There you go, folks. Be sure to tune into all the games that you can. Uh, I know we'll have we'll have the Round Rock Vandergriff game on Vibe on Vibe Live, so be sure to check that out. Uh, tune in tonight for our Week 17, uh, where we take a look back at uh, South Lake Carroll versus Keller, which was a very exciting game. And hey, we'll be back on Friday. Probably take tomorrow, uh, Thursday off. So we'll be back on Friday with a, a 
uh, another episode of Vibe Recruit Spotlight. Took last week off, just you know needed that kind of need that time to unwind, and we'll see we'll see what happens next week. Of course, uh, you know with with signing closing dates and and moving into a new house, we'll see how the show shake shake uh, shake out next week. Uh, but until then, I'm Wack, and that's Shayna, and we'll see you at the games. <laughs>